Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. My name is Jim, and I will introduce you to my panel of dads having a chat they're loose dads and because we are in the midst of the olympics at the moment we'll be talking about that a little bit later on i thought i'd introduce the panel today in terms of which olympian they would be so sparky he's um he's always bouncy always cheery always very positive yeah he is Chris Akabusi, there you yes! go. <laughs> oh, take that. I will 100% take that one. That's a beaut. <laughs> hey, can I do record breakers when I'm done as well at the Olympics? You, yeah, you can do. Indeed. You see, you've got versatility. There you go. Um, let's, I, let's go with Jack. Yeah, I'm, Jack. I'm waiting, waiting to hear which bald, which bald <laughs> Olympian I am. <laughs> well, I mean, there is an Olympian who has, let's, shall we say, a very close-cropped haircut. Okay, yeah. Um, but that wasn't the main reason. The main reason is because, you know, he's a big champion of everyone's favourite vegan dish, Quorn. You're Mo Farrow. Hey, okay, okay. Do us a Mobot, Jack. Do us a Mobot. Yes. Oh, it's like 2012 all over again. Yay. I did I did the Great North Run in 2012, and obviously it was just a couple of months after the, uh, the, the London Olympics. And I would say that of the people in front of me who... Uh, who were finishing that I would say 95% did the mobile really? over the line yeah. <laughs> yes. it's like do you think that's original I don't think it really is um, it's and like Brad, the same Bolt celebration yeah, isn't it well that yeah that which would be any other year yeah. I imagine <laughs> uh, and Brad is uh, well he's the Paula Radcliffe of this panel because he's not here he's just in a gutter somewhere probably relieving himself hey. so <laughs> never forget <laughs> I that's really upsetting that's so, so unfair on Paula Radcliffe I mean it's completely fair on Brad but it's really unfair on Paula Radcliffe because she had an amazing career and to be remembered just for that oh well yeah it's dragging um, her career down and dragging Brad's up isn't it exactly yeah they're meeting in the middle somewhere uh, I would be Nicholas Spirig you may be asking who is Nicholas Spirig 
Who, who is Nicholas Spiri? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Come on, who is he? Who's this guy? Panto season's a long way away, isn't it? <laughs> um, she was, last night, as we're recording this, she was in the triathlon, the women's triathlon last night. Every two minutes, the commentators went, she's 39-year-old. She's 39. <laughs> and she's still doing, the, like, 39 is the age where you can no longer run and swim and ride a bike anymore. Oh. Those are pastimes for people who are 39. <laughs> so she was seen as elderly. I'm maybe a couple of years older than her, but that's who I am. Um, on the show, we're going to be going under overrated. I will be telling the panel whether the things they throw at me are underrated or overrated. We'll look inside the news. We'll do some Olympic stuff as well. And we've got the big question, which is already recorded and in the can because it was from our big adventure to London. We all got to meet up and it was powered by Wagon Wheels. Where yeah. we to chat about some very kind of serious and weighty topics and this one is with our mate Paul Atwell Bryce who joined us for this discussion but it was a good day that wasn't it it was we also we also talked quite a lot about wagon wheels but not on camera yeah I feel like we should have done that bit on camera I thought was probably what they were looking for but what actually happened was there were quite in-depth discussions about the best one of the wagon wheels whether it's the jam one or the without the jam one jammy Come on, it's jammy. Like it's just that extra little treat. It's like you know sometimes when you put a spoonful of uh, jam in your rice pudding. It's like you can have the plain one; it's great. But if you add the jam, bang, it's amazing. Have you have you heard the new one they're doing? They're bringing out uh, orange. I, actually, I saw it on their Instagram, mate, and I am keen. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they didn't turn up with any of those for us, though, did no. they? No the point, Jim. No. <laughs> Nor did they let us know the secret in advance. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it would yeah. be nice to, like, imagine knowing the secret. You know, Wagon Wheels, right? They're going to release an orange one <laughs> in two months. I know because we did some filming with them in London. Like, I like to have stuff that, you know, like, like, embargoed stuff. Mate, I, I loved it. I was like, I came back like a full-on celebrity with a pack of Wagon Wheels in my bag. <laughs> and we got back and the builders started the driveway. I'm like, Wagon Wheel with your tea, lads? I did some filming for Wagon Wheels, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, see, but how good would that conversation have been if you'd gone, little secret, shouldn't tell you, but they've got orange ones coming out soon. Uh, but I found that out because they did me filming. And this is exactly the reason they didn't tell us, because they knew <laughs> the loose dads. Absolutely no way they could keep a secret. Uh, let's do under overrated. Under. Over. Under. Over. Under. Over. Rated. This is under overrated. The panel will throw some stuff at me. Uh, comments, reviews, names, brands, artists, things like that. And I will bat them away by saying whether they're underrated or overrated. I've flexed my muscles. I've done some deep breathing. And I'm ready. Sparky, what have you got? For right, me? mate, I'm going straight in. Uh, we're going with matching clothes with your kid. Under or overrated? Hmm. Um, oh. I, I know, Spar- I know, Sparky. Sparky, you're a you're a you're a twinning is winning type person, aren't you? And Jim, I want your honest answer. That's the point in this game. Don't worry about making me feel awkward. I want to know what Jim feels about matching. Overrated in general. Although my son has just got this amazing sort of polo T-shirt. It's kind of brown and cream, like a real like 1970s thing, and I do envy that. But other than that, I was going to say, oh, it sounds wonderful. Yes, yeah, nice brown and cream polo. I mean, for me, street. Yeah, in, in my wheelhouse, that is uh, that is high fashion. Uh, other than that, I don't think I'd be particularly interested in wearing dinosaur T-shirts everywhere I went. So for me, oh. overrated. But uh, Sparky, you are. 
you're, you're quite the matching with your son, aren't I mean, Yeah, let's make it a little bit cooler, though. It's not dinosaur T-shirts. We've just got matching Adidas tracksuits. That's like that, And that was uh, forced on us by the missus. We're definitely getting matching pyjamas when it comes to Christmas. Yeah. And like, I, I know, right, I know, Jim... I'm snazzy, and I and I, that's why I love the match, mate. But it's, it's your under overrated. Jack, throw one at him. Throw another one. Let's move it on. The heat. The heat. As in the recent heat. Yes. Where even Yorkshire was warm, mm. hey. which is nuts, right? <laughs> um, see, I'm going to say underrated, because the thing is... During the year, during the cold winters and that, people go, oh, I wish it was hot and summer, summery. And then it gets to summery and people complain about the heat. But I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, sleeping is tricky, but I'm, I've got two small children, so I'm fairly exhausted most of the time. So, so I did get to sleep. But it was nice, nice to be going out, feel the heat on my arms. Yes. I've even worked out the Wi-Fi goes into the garden so I can work in the garden occasionally as well. So, yes, I'm going heat, underrated. Let's have more of it, please, although not if it's really dangerous and destroying the planet and stuff like that. No, nah, man, yeah. nah. I'm, I'm the opposite to this. You know when people are people are moaning about the heat and then people go, oh, don't say that because then it'll rain. And they get really worked up about it. That's I'm me, the oppos- yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, the opposite. If it's, if it's like a nice drizzly day and someone's going, oh, oh I, wish, I wish it was a bit more like Australia... Shush, all right? None of that. <laughs> None of that. Don't ruin my day, okay? No. Can I just we say need- that we've bought an absolutely massive uh, trampoline for our garden and if there was no sunny days, we would get no use out of that. As it's happened, we've had a few sunny days and they've probably had the 125 quids worth of bouncing out of it now. <laughs> but if it, if it wasn't, if you didn't have sunny days, surely you wouldn't have bought the trampoline. No. Well, <laughs> right, okay. You, I mean, you underestimate the pester power of a seven-year-old, obviously. It's Jim was, Even, he bought it knowing that if he needed to spend another 70 quid on a gazebo that went over the top <laughs> so the kids could have a jump, he knew. He was praying for sunshine. Just shut them up. <laughs> then it would be fine. Oh, don't, hasn't, the heat, hasn't the heat during your kids, like, mad over the last couple of weeks, though? Mine have just gone out of control, I swear. Uh, oh uh, really? Do they get affected by it? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how much of it is that you know they're two and three, and how much is that the heat just gets to them. But like Harry, he's he's two and he stopped his nap ages ago, uh, like really early for a kid his age. But the last few days he's taken himself off upstairs to have a nap, like on his own. <laughs> Man, <laughs> just definitely... going, Where's Harry gone? It's like five o'clock, just about to serve up dinner. Oh, he's just gone for a nap. Okay. Uh... <laughs> That's like a dad at Christmas, right? I'm <laughs> glad he's napping for you because, uh, yeah, it's done the opposite. The heat's definitely thrown Jackson off his naps. Like, hell no. Really? Yeah. Not for that. And he doesn't like his nappy on. Like, he must be experiencing his first bits of, like, sweaty um, swallocks. <laughs> because, swallocks, yeah. yeah, when we come out of the bath, he's, like, had it for three days in a row now. He's like, no, no nappy. I need to air them out, Dad. I need to air them out. <laughs> Oh, welcome to the rest of your life, son. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. Go on, Sparky, what have you got? Um, okay, because I've got two coming up, boys. Under overrated, going to weddings. Uh, it's quite different. You're still quite young, aren't you? Whereas uh, any weddings <laughs> I go to now are just like second weddings and they're a bit like, let's just get it done. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not It's not quite the uh, the big ornate thing that it once was. So, uh, so I think 
you know what? I think they're underrated because the people complain about having to go to too many weddings, don't they? Yeah. And there was a year or two in my life where we had to go to like eight weddings a year and that seemed like a lot. But actually, I think I'd quite like to now. It's a nice thing. You get free pims. You know, you, you have to buy something, you know, like a twenty-pound pillowcase from John Lewis or something like that as a present. <laughs> yeah. which hey, that's worth it, though. Exist. For a three-course <laughs> meal, Jim, you can't argue with that. No, that's know? it. Yeah, you need to make sure the present that you buy is is worth, you know, two <laughs> three-course meals or whatever. Mate, if they're asking for John Lewis gifts, they're probably going to do a free bar. So, I mean, mate, I mean, you've got to keep <laughs> yeah. your fingers crossed for that. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The bar at my wedding, there was there was a bar, and I didn't have no money on me or anything. Um, and you know, when you, people just assume because you're the groom, you've had people buy you drinks and all that all night. And there was a long period of time where I wasn't. And I didn't want to push anyone. And then it turned out I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to beg on my own wedding day. <laughs> It turned out a couple of days later, where my mother-in-law had put some money behind the bar for the family and not told me. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't as drunk as you could have been at your own wedding because <laughs> your tight-lipped mother-in-law has like not told you about the, the cash. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm actually quite glad that you know when it was like one of those enforced things that stops you being sick everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. on what was meant to be the happiest day of your life. It probably worked out quite well for me in the end. But our wedding, we got there and um, the day before the. The organisers called me and Danny and they said, so just just to let you know, um, you're you're two people short. And I said, what, what do you mean? Well, you've, you haven't paid for enough people. You're two people short. And we realised we hadn't paid for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no! Paid for everyone else and gone, we'd probably get it free, right? <laughs> Surely, with all the money you're spending. Wow, spending like, this is enough. all learning for me, guys. I've still got a wedding to plan. There was, there was enough leftovers. We could have just, you know, snaffled there. Yeah, exactly. Just gone and mind-swept round. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been great, though, wouldn't it? Everyone brings out the meals. So, no, not you two. No. <laughs> Didn't even get a blooming dinner no, at your no own chairs. wedding breakfast. No chairs. Yes. <laughs> you, you're in the foyer. Get lost. <laughs> Uh, go on then, Jack, if you got another uh, one. Yes, okay. Fruity ciders. Ah, uh, massively overrated. Oh. Um, they're hideously disgusting. We oh. went to a barbecue the other day and um, <laughs> we, we had to get some petrol and I thought, well, I'm going to go and get the cider from there because they've got an off-licence, but they only had like a dark fruit cider thing and it was... Repulsive. Was that and the Strongbow one? Yeah, mm. and uh, twelve cans of that. Um, not all in one go, but I've worked my way through them, so I don't have to drink them again. So, waste not want not me. The yeah. uh, the the mistake you made there was um, thinking that Strongbow dark fruits might be some sort of artisan fruit cider, <laughs> and, it, and in reality, it's um, it's Strongbow. <laughs> It's, you it's, mean the petrol station? It. It's the carling of, uh, <laughs> of cider. Be careful, we're not going to get sponsored by any of these top brands if you carry on, Jack. So the petrol station beer? wasn't selling the real deal. That seems bizarre, but well, you know, oh, whatever. I had. Uh, I've, I've been drinking uh, Thatcher's cloudy lemon cider. Nice. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, man, yeah. I like the full-on girly ones, like the strawberry and lime recordling. Right, yeah. I like a Copperberg. Like, I, I just Rhubarb feel like, and French fancy. Yeah, it's yeah. the taste of summer. <laughs> like, give me one. Go on, I'll have it. I know, Jim, I know. And uh, But I've, I've always been that guy. I'd much rather have a rum and coke than a beer. So I, I did have to... Uh, I had to write an article recently about a fruit cider company 
but they didn't send me any free fruit cider, which uh, I'm slightly annoyed about. They did tell me a lot of stories um, about why there are lots of orchards going to ruin in East Yorkshire, but I'd, it's too exciting to talk about here. So. <laughs> you, put up with the, you put up with the stories because you thought you were getting free cider. Yeah, that made it into the article as well. That was that <laughs> level that we were at, I think. Well, Jim, can you send me a link to that article? That could be good chat for the wedding I'm going to do. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, Did you know the orchards are under threat? Oh, you're having a cider, are you? Conversation they call social currency, isn't it? <laughs> send us a link, mate. I'll be sorted for the weekend. Uh, this is Lou's Dad's. We're going to look inside the news very soon and uh, find out what's going on and how it affects parents and dads in general. It's Lou's Dad's from Dadsnet. This is Lou's Dads from Dadsnet. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that all the way throughout the week. Whenever it occurs to you on Facebook, we've got the Loose Dads Podcast Facebook group. So just search Loose Dads Podcast and that is where you'll find us. Let's look inside the news now. Uh, inside the news this week... It's the Olympics, and it's one of those things where I always forget that I enjoy the Olympics. And I, it comes around, I'm thinking, oh, what? This rubbish sport's taking over three weeks of telly. What? And then suddenly I'm well into watching Taekwondo for the first time in four years <laughs> or five years this time. Um, and it, it's, it's an interesting one this year because uh, obviously there's no friends and family that have gone with the competitors to Japan. So, because of COVID, so you you get to know more about the families because the BBC and the other news organisations have all sent people to go and sit with the families while their uh, family member is competing. So you get that more of an insight because usually they'd be in the stadium or at the track or whatever, and they'd get lost in the crowd. Mm. But now you get full on interviews with the families of these people. I found it really moving, really moving. How much cause you, closer? You think, yeah, completely. You think about how much it means to the athlete, but you don't really think about how much it means to those people who've been there for them all that time as well. Yeah. And well, it does make me think, I don't want my children to be Olympians because it seems like you've got to put a lot of effort in <laughs> as a parent. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of Saturday morning swimming club you're taking them to before oh. they become an athlete, mate. God, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, no, I'm loving it too, Jim. I totally get exactly what you're saying about, oh, yeah, well... Not sure I'm really going to want to watch the, uh, you know, slalom kayaking or whatever. And then suddenly, boom, you're in. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed the the skating. I've watched the skateboarding competition, men's and females. Mm. Um, like that, that's so cool. But again, I just don't know enough about skateboarding. But well, at the start, I think, oh, do I know enough? And then by the end of watching it, I'm like, oh, well, come on, mate. Get your ollies right. Flick yeah. it. Like, suddenly I'm a professional. <laughs> That was like with the Taekwondo. We were watching it, me and the kids, because it's on in the morning, you know, when we're up. And, you know, it, it goes, oh, yeah, that's a good shot. And the, but they get no points for it. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. No, okay. Yeah. And then you start to recognise, oh, she's she's got a trunk. She's kicked the trunk. That's three points. Yes, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's what I love about the Olympics, though. You get into the most random sports ever that you, you, as you said, Jim, you then forget about until the next Olympics. <laughs> it's really good because um, it's also good for, for us because Yorkshire is such a big part of Team GB that they they always do this medal table to see where Yorkshire would be if it was an independent country. <laughs> oh, nice. And it was the other day it was seventh in the medal table. Hey, <laughs> Very nice. And, and since then, there's been a few more medals come to Yorkshire. My favourite was. Um, Tom Pidcock, who is the mountain biker. Yeah. And he's from literally, uh, as I sit here, uh, in that direction, pointing on the Zoom call, it's about two and a half miles down the road is where he oh, lives, nice. which is just, it's it brings it really home. And... Jim, did you get emotional? Because I got emotional watching his interview after the race because he was like, yeah. it's nothing like representing your, your country. And, and, I, and it was, I was like, go so on, So enthusiastic. And, and his parents as well, his, his family, were one of those things that made me think about how much it means to them. Although they went to his dad in, in true Yorkshire style. They're like, well, what did you think? And he went, well, we were just hoping he didn't crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's hoping the bad thing didn't happen. Yeah, perfect. But yes, I just, I've watched it. And, you know, obviously Tom Daly's been a big news story because he's been around for ages. Mm. That is a man who has to deal with internet trolls on a day-to-day basis who has always been fated as this sort of, the next big, he was the next big thing. And then he's never managed to get that gold. He's had a really successful career, but never managed to get that gold. And now, now he's talking about himself as one of the older competitors, which makes me feel absolutely ancient. Yeah, Yeah. I remember him as the kid, you know? Yeah. But he's done it. He's got his gold medal, him and uh, his, his diving partner, whose name I have forgotten. Oh, yeah. that's really oh. bad. Call yourself a fan of Team GB, Jim. I mean, but they were. They, I don't know. Make, his make name up a Yorkshire name. Accent. Make up yeah. a Yorkshire name. He is, he's P- from Leeds. He's from Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the other one's Ar- name? Arkwright. <laughs> yeah. Matt Arkwright. Yeah. He's Matt something, isn't he? Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> but, so have you, have you had, and your kids are very young. Have they had any interesting kind of sporting or anything like that at all at the moment? No, I'm just trying to get money to basketball, like... <laughs> sod the Olympics I'm, I'm I'm still all on basketball trying to get them into that um, they they not watch any of the Olympics to be fair every time I try and put it on um, Jackson just picks up the remote and goes which <laughs> yeah. means uh, Mr Tumble or Coco Melon yeah it's not um, Coco Melon is it you know <laughs> but Jack heads up if you want to get your kids into basketball like you, there's a video you've got to show them from the Olympics I, I literally saw it just before we came on to record the pod uh in Japan, such a high-tech country, hmm. they've rolled out the robots onto the basketball court really? at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, and so they had this robot that could score perfect shots, like standing on the three three-point line and just went swished it perfectly, Amazing. just with this woman controlling it. Then it just rolled back to the halfway line, which I'm feeling on NBA, like you can win a car for doing that if you uh, throw it at the Lakers game or something. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They give big prizes. Robot just stood there, went. Ping, and it just swished <laughs> again. And it's like, oh, right, the future this is it. All Robot ro- Olympics. Wait all these it. robots going to be driving around in these free cars. <laughs> Which they wanted the basketball. Yes, man. Sounds rigged to me. <laughs> and that is why it's not as good as football, right? Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Um, uh, Sparky, have you got a uh, Olympics-related story? Yeah, I, I do, actually. I don't know if any of you guys uh, caught this. It was like, it's absolutely the definition of awkward. Um, so it was the women's cycling. I think it, uh, yeah, it was women's cycling. Um, and there's like a favourite, the Dutch. Uh, rider she's been a favorite for i think she's the current or was the current champion 
Um, and then there's also like an Austrian competitor, uh, competitor in this uh, Olympics who sort of does the Olympics as a bit of an extra. You know, like some countries, they can't completely commit their life to it. So she just does yeah. it a bit of an add-on, but loves her cycling. Anyway, the race goes on, um, having the race, they're battling it out. Uh, it gets to the end, and you know, they often do a sprint finish on the bikes. Uh, Dutch rider goes riding down, starts celebrating, puts her hands up like she has like, won. She's the world champion. She's cheering, whooping. And what's happened is people had to come over to her and go, the Austrian rider just finished about like a minute and a half before you. Uh, and so she's celebrating like she's won the gold, getting the flags out and everything. And she was second. She just got left behind by this Austrian rider. It's just a funny story. Properly awkward. I hope she had to style it out by going, oh, I love silver. Yay. Any prize is good. Any prize is good. But I, oh, imagine it. I, I randomly went to, imagine if that was... Like your kid, though, like oh. they having to sort the disappointment out. Like, oh, oh, yeah, they're just that. Uh, like, oh, the, the worldwide embarrassment is just something. You- <laughs> Do you remember that gold it? you didn't win? That, you that shouldn't take away. It shouldn't take away from being the second best in the world yeah. or something, yeah. which is an amazing achievement. But now all should be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she'll never nightmare. celebrate again. She'll never celebrate again until the medals round until her it's neck. Confirmed, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, have you seen this? Um, there's, what is it? Is it like in a football game? There's a penalty shootout. Um, and this has done the rounds on, on social media for years and years. But the, the, uh, the last kick of the, uh, the penalty shootout, the, uh, the striker hits it. It hits the crossbar and flies up. And the goalkeeper runs out, like celebrating, and the other team cheer. And then it bounces, and it's got so much backspin on it, it bounces and rolls into the goal. <laughs> so it is, actually, it is actually a goal, but they're all on the other side of the pitch celebrating, and the other team just... It's definitely... Jack, look for that video. It's so worth watching. It's yeah, it's not over till it's over, guys. Just remember that it's not over till it's over. Oh. Exactly. There you go. Um, but yeah, celebrating coming second, I think, is perfectly legitimate anyway. Yeah. But did you see the uh, the tweet from Piers Morgan, a man who has, you know, has always got to rear his ugly head at some point? And uh, he was talking about people celebrating bronze medals. He's like, oh, no real sportsman celebrates coming third. And uh, I think most people just went. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Piers. Right, he's fast becoming, now he hasn't got a TV show to be on, he's fast becoming the new wart on this country that is uh, Katie Hopkins. Like, he's fast becoming <laughs> yeah. that. Like, because he's just trying to t- tweet controversial stuff to get people to talk to him. Yeah. But yeah, me, don't you remember, like, when you went to any tournament as a kid, whether it be basketball jack or football or whatever, I just, you'd see the little plastic crappy trophies on the side and I'd be like, if I could just go home with one of them, I'd be so happy. So yeah. um, definitely I- a win. In, come in Sorry, you say you say <laughs> as a kid. Uh, just oh, here no. oh. on my desk, I have. Jim, say something quickly. Jim, I have do something. Two of my oh. three <laughs> <laughs> senior men's team uh, most improved player awards. <laughs> oh, nice! I have, won, then- I have won most improved player at three different teams. Blessed <laughs> <laughs> Jack's got a lot of getting better to do by the sounds of it. <laughs> never, never most valuable player. <laughs> my um, my wife just good runs a, My wife runs a business on Instagram, and she got to like 
5,000 followers at one point. And she said to her mate, oh, you know, that was quite an achievement. Oh, I, I deserve a medal. That is a joke. So her mate went out and bought her a, <laughs> an engraved cup that said 5,000 followers. Now every 1,000 followers she gets extra. She get, the, Her mate goes out and gets her another cup. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, see? And, and she's happy with that. And Piers Morgan would have a problem with her being happy with that. And that's why Piers is fine, like just going well down in our estimation right now. If I had more time on my hands, I would have searched through Piers Morgan's tweets to find out him celebrating when Arsenal got into Europe or something by finishing fifth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you wrote But I do not have that time on my hands. I'm sure that someone has, and someone is probably right now scrolling through, but uh, that's a <laughs> tough gig to have, really. Um, Jack, what's your new story? So... I'm just going to quickly rattle through three because two of them are Olympics related and made me think of, you know, what the parents are feeling. Okay. So you've got gold and silver in the women's skateboarding were won by two 13 year old girls. Yeah. Amazing. How how cute were they? Mate, it's amazing. And they, where they cuddled each other, they were so graceful. And I just thought our future's all right. It's amazing. How crazy. You know, you talk about the amount of time you give up, um, you know, going to, you know, Saturday morning football matches or whatever it is, or swimming lessons. Yeah. Like, just send them down the skate park and you only yeah. got to wait till they're 13. Then they're peaked, you know? And, and did you see before, <laughs> before they had the tournament, they had Tony Hawks. He went round on his mm. skateboard as well to, to look at it. So, and he must be what, like 60 by now. So how many Olympics have those girls got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they'll, yeah. be, they'll be the first people to win 500 gold medals. I'll be ridiculous. <laughs> Mate, Tony Hawk will still be going until they just put him on the skateboard and push him out into areas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when he's not going himself. <laughs> it's just muscle memory now. He's not even doing anything. Uh, the other one that caught my attention is the um, the movement towards uh, unsexualizing women's outfits in certain sports. So yeah. uh, the German gymnastics team went with full body leotards, you know, like neck to toe rather than the bikini bums have your ass hanging out. And the same with the, was it the Norwegian volleyball, volleyball team? team? Yeah, yeah. Um, who got fined crazily um for wearing shorts instead of hot pants uh instead of like bikini bottoms yeah um and i thought like well yeah why why in a worldwide sport where we want to take everyone seriously why are we making them dress like victoria secrets models like that's, why, it doesn't why make is sense. that a rule yeah it i don't understand why it's for a rule. It to be an actual rule and to actually for them to enforce it as a rule as well and, and to what be are they doing for it like that's yeah mad it's ridiculous you know what the best thing about that story is though have you seen it uh tweet uh sorry pink tweeted uh and said she'd pay their fines for them she's like i think it's an amazing uh movement that you women are doing i'm happy to pay i'm multi-millionaire i'm happy to pay fines for you i was like that's quality amazing that people have to take that stand in 2021 though isn't it yeah. <laughs> come on guys I was watching the the women's triathlon last night as we we're recording this and uh, they have they can wear what they want they can choose uh, and some of them were wearing you know they do the swimming first and they were wearing the kind of sort of high cut swimming costumes mm-hmm. and then getting on the bike and I was thinking that seems like a recipe for some chafing but, uh, <laughs> Careful. but presumably they've practiced it before so they know what works for them but for me 
I wouldn't be wearing my speedos on a bike. <laughs> Hold on, so, Jim. For me, it, it's always terrible. <laughs> Jim, if you're enjoying the sport, I'm not sure what part of the sport, the how high cut their bikini bottoms are. I feel like you've got it on in HD paying too much attention to that, pal. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're part of the problem, Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am merely looking out for people and their health. That's, right? That's all I'm doing. I'm, you know how... Basically, someone said to me that being a parent is mostly saying be careful every five minutes yeah. and that is kind of how i you know so i look at something and rather than be all lascivious i i am now like oh what do you want to look after yourself a bit better <laughs> pop, pop on a jumper yeah do that <laughs> nice cardi you'll be cold after yeah. coming out of that water <laughs> cover yourself up lovey come on but they when, when they get off the bike and then get into the trainers to do the running bit the the trainers are already tied up and i'm thinking well that is not great is it you know you're going to ruin those shoes by just putting them on <laughs> you tread the backs down yeah. come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh okay right my third third story sorry to drag this on and i know this one we're going to get a lot of chat out of the milwaukee bucks won the nba title so on the way we're going to be uh, talking about the big question of the day <laughs> oh screw you guys first time, first time in 50 years yanis antetokounmpo had a stat line of 50 points 14 rebounds five blocks and two what? assists what football team's the Milwaukee Bucks, Jack? Sorry, remind <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, good one. Good one. You're not getting 50 points in a game from a football player, are you? No. No, because no, it's quite difficult to play football rather than... Yeah. Oh, good yeah. one, yeah. All yeah. this picking up the ball stuff, running up and down. Mm. <laughs> Moving netball, whatever it's called. <laughs> Moving netball. What a crock of shit. <laughs> Come on, Jack, um, just don't be angry. Just go shoot some hoops, calm yourself down. That's what you guys yeah, do. Yeah, like, go Bucks is what I say. Go Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we are doing the big question of the week very soon. The big question is, why is basketball so dull? <laughs> it's uh, from our conversation powered by Wagon Wheels. Actually, it's a quite a controversial topic and I'd love your opinions on our Facebook page, uh, Loose Dad's Facebook, Loose Dad's Podcast Facebook group. Um, go and have a look at that and have a listen to the big question next. <laughs> This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet, and it's the big question, but it's a bit different this week. We've teamed up with Wagon Wheels. They're powering conversations that dads are having about all sorts of interesting and kind of controversial topics, maybe. And once a month for the rest of the year, you're going to hear a conversation that we had when we all met up in London. We met up with a couple of mates as well. This one uh, is a conversation that we had with Paul Atwell Bryce, who is our new friend who joined us on the panel for a couple of these chats. And we hope that you really enjoy them. Um, they are kind of controversial. They're going to spark discussion and you can have that discussion at the Loose Dads podcast Facebook group. Search that on Facebook and let us know what you think. This is the first of our conversations powered by Wagon Wheels. Here's something to talk about then. Okay. What's your mum saying now, Jim? She's <laughs> just saying, have you packed clean packed? Oh. <laughs> your eight-year-old daughter comes home from school and says that they think they're a boy and would like to be treated as such. How do you feel 
and what do you do? Jack, can you answer that question? That's a big one, right? Kids go all over the place with, with what they want, don't they? Like, they might change their mind later on and they might be a bit more fluid with it. Um, but if that's what they want at that moment, I'm happy to go along with that. It doesn't mean that that's their decision for the rest of their life. And I think that that's definitely something that's happened into, into this world we're living in now where it's like, oh my God, like it's so serious. But like you say, an eight-year-old, one week is into Thomas the Tank, like it's the greatest thing. And then next that's week, right. we're gonna play for Thomas. No, not like Thomas anymore. Like, yeah. so. So is it important then that you treat the a child uh, as the gender they were assigned at birth until you think they're old enough to make a decision, Brad, what do you think? Is, is that important? Part of me thinks that eight years old is too young to understand anything about life. That's my personal opinion. It's important to establish whether or not this is just something that they might be tapping onto because... If they know someone at school's getting more attention because yeah, exactly. they have said... So that. it's important yeah. to find out if it's genuine. And if it is genuine, then as I'm saying, you roll with it, you, you, you talk about it, you, you explain and, you, and you, you go on that journey together. Paul, what do you think? What would you do if this happened? I think if this happened to us straight away, I would be like, oh my God, how do we deal with this? <laughs> We've got to talk about it, but show no reaction to the child mm. whatsoever. Personally, I would be worried about society because uh, I would want to protect them mm. from, you know, in a secondary school with people bullying and That's name calling yeah. and all yeah. those things because our roles are to protect our children, obviously, aren't they? And I would also be worried about family members, what their opinions were, because yeah. family members within families can be so critical and yeah. so opinionated, let's face it. Paul, if you don't mind asking, like, you know, you're, you're gay. Did you know you were gay when you were eight years old? Did you understand gay at eight years old? No, I didn't. See, Paul, so, you know, you I think today's generation, kids oh, are growing up yeah. too quick. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, in my opinion, I think they grow up too quick. And you know, some dads will really struggle with these kind of subjects, 100%. It's the, one of those things, isn't it? That there's still um, a large portion of people who will use the term gay as an insult. Yeah, and will, And you see it a lot on TV, and I know there's been a lot recently about friends coming back. And that is quite a homophobic show when you look at it back yeah. now with 21st century eyes. You look back and they're always good at, you know, Chandler and Joey are hugging and then go, you know. Is that something that we can change as parents, do you think? Definitely. I, like, I, I saw this bit of advice on the internet and I loved it, right? And I, and I think that this is it. And I, I feel like this is from my mum Wendy, the school of Wendy parenting, right? <laughs> and it is, it's just, no, it's like, it's, it's classic. Treat everybody the same. But then this is like, there's, um, a couple, the picture was a couple at Gay Pride. They were at Pride, the, their son on their shoulders at, at Pride, and it was a male and female couple. And just someone approached them and said, oh, why are you here? Like, you, you're clearly a heterosexual couple. Why, why are you? not? Yeah, no, but why not? And no, but yeah. it's what the guy said back, which is really important. I think everyone needs to learn. And it's, it's, well, we celebrate everything. So then my son knows that you can celebrate anybody's celebration, whether it's Eid, whether it's Gay Pride, whether it's, you know, whatever religious ceremony you might celebrate, like if you show that everyone's celebration is worthy of a celebration, then you're teaching your child to be inclusive. And that's could powerful. Prove expensive though, can't I mean, it could prove expensive. <laughs> I mean, I've got to buy my mate an Eid present and I've got to buy you a bride present. Like I can see, but, but that way of thinking is, is important because you're right. 
There are a lot of dads that wouldn't be able to have this conversation that we're having right now. Because they freak out. Kids are really innocent and they mm. grow up. But then it's what they're taught. Yeah, yeah. it's learned behavior. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And you just don't want your child to feel. And, that, and, that's, it. and that's it. You've got that, you've got that experience. So that, that colors how you, how you parent them. Do you think there's a, you should be parenting boys and girls in a different way? I genuinely think, or my experience, I have uh, Jackson, one son, and we have deliberately made action to try and not gender stereotype yeah. him in. Like, we bought him a car and we bought him a kitchen for Christmas, right? And through no effort, he wants the car. Like, he is a boy. He's quite boisterous. Like, stereotypical things that you would put on a tick box for a boy, he's playing that, and that has not been influenced by us in, in any way. We've He's got a doll, he's got a kitchen, and yet he's still just naturally sort of ventures towards cars and wheels and stuff. I think, I think yes. I think fundamentally there are differences between men and women. Uh, and I think those should be celebrated. We shouldn't try and dilute the pool by saying, oh, you know, everyone is, you know, going to be dressing this or whatever the case may be or raised in this way because we should be celebrating the differences between ourselves. I mean, um, we shouldn't be afraid of it. We just, in, in fact, I think just how we approach the topic and how we discuss it should be different. That's the, um, but there are, in my opinion, there are fundamental differences. I mean, I think we, you raise your child and it's like nothing is specifically for boys or specifically for girls. Like mm -hmm. it's for anybody, but yes, gender is important. Just because I think it's all right that we should be boys and girls, mm -hmm. like that's what we're born. The NHS recognizes when all of our kids were born, they put a tick in blue or pink, they put boy or girl. And so that's still a fact that the world is using. And, and I think, you know, he's talking about, is there a difference in how you raise them? If I'm being completely honest, I would raise daughters differently to how I raise my sons. Uh, and, and I think if I'm being honest with myself, I would be more protective over daughters. Yeah. Um, because I've been, been petrified. <laughs> You've been a teenage but, lad. But I'm, I'm petrified of girls on the internet. Like, if I had daughters, I'd be honestly petrified of the internet. Sorry, Jim. I don't yeah, know thanks, Jim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim's daughter is so good, she never breaks any rules. Oh, she is. She is. Uh, so, Paul, do you think the difference in raising boys and girls, do you think you could raise them the same? Or do you think it does change after a while? That seems actually quite a, <clears throat> an interesting argument. We, so, we've got boys in our house, but we've also fostered girls, plenty of young girls. It's never been a, a topical conversation where uh, we've got to bring this child up this way because they're a girl or, you know, it's just, they are who they are. Everybody is in the house causing havoc, yeah. creating yeah. havoc. <laughs> they're all monsters. Crying, <laughs> you know, wrecking everything. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, tidying up and then, you know, everybody is in a safe environment. That's all you ever want. Would you not be talking differently to girls about walking home alone and stuff like that than you would do? Oh, boys? well, 100% yes. But then I would also be excited to meet their boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I would also be saying to them, why not when they're about 18 or 19 and saying, are you bringing your boyfriend home to meet daddy? What's he look like? Is he nice? Is he handsome? Is he really bull? And they would be really nervous about this one. You know, joking aside. For me, I think that's, a, it's an interesting one that talking about walking home Later, I, th I still think I need to be like that with my son as well. Yeah. Not only, I mean, even if it is from the other side, which is, you know, you need to show some respect and, 
you think oh, about yeah. other people's thoughts. But also, it is still quite dangerous in some places for men to walk alone at night as well. And I think we do forget that sometimes. So I think that'd probably be something that that's, I will try and do both of them. That's why I moved to Norfolk. Worst thing you're going to come across at night is a stray cow. Or a <laughs> <laughs> They're dangerous. They are quite dangerous. And a cow will run you down. And stray cows are the worst. <laughs> this is Real Talk, powered by Wagon Wheels. Uh, it's from the Dadsnet. If you want to know more about parenting, dadsnet.com. And we are the Loose Dads with our special guest, Paul. So that's our conversation. The first one that we've played out, uh, powered by Wagon Wheels. There'll be plenty more of those for the rest of the year as well. So listen out for those. And thank you to Paul Atwell Bryce for joining us for that conversation. Right, it's time for us to go. Um, thank you very much, Jack. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sparky. Thanks, boys. Thanks for nothing, Brad, for not being here. <laughs> He'd want us to tell a story about him being over in Japan trying to win gold for South Africa or something, but that's not true. No, it's not. I think he's on a train back from Newcastle now. But well, only slightly less glamorous then. Only not slightly. exciting, is it really? D- different sort of training. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, do so through the Facebook group. Also, if you would like to, we'd love it if you'd leave a comment, a review, a five-star rating on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where you can get us. Subscribe and tell a friend as well. Share it with them so they can pass on the love of Loose Dads. And we're back next Friday, plopping into your podcast player like a... Diver off the Olympics. Uh, I'm glad you said that and not like a treat from your toddler in a potty. (laughs) (laughs) Or, in Jack's case, a treat from his toddler on the living room floor. (laughs) (laughs) This is Loose Dads. We'll see you soon. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast.